Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Howdy. Hello. I'm Brittany. And I'm Brad. And we are Audio Shelf. Before we start, make sure to click that red button down below to subscribe to our channel. And also hit that little bell so you can be alerted whenever we release a new episode. And if you're interested in joining our Patreon community, like our moms, you can sign up with the link down below. Mm. I am an ecstatic. I was going to say excited, but... We've been drinking. (laughs) I'm very excited for this next episode because we're going to be talking about red herring titles, titles that don't match the book. Yes. This is very important for us because we have talked to a couple authors who have mentioned that they don't have much of a say when it comes to the title of the book. Like they can suggest things, but sometimes it gets shuffled around Mm -hmm. or doesn't get picked at all. And so this is an important topic for us. Yes. So our first book that we want to talk about is Lock Every Door by Riley Sager. Mm -hmm. The reason why we chose this book is because I don't understand the door reference. So the book is about a woman who is sent to an apartment in order to apartment sit, right? Yes. She is hired to be an apartment sitter. Uh And it's a very historic building that a lot of famous people, a lot of rich people live at. Okay. And she has to house sit. And then there, there's a lot of mystery and, and creepiness and... A lot of eerie things happening within the walls of this apartment complex. The walls. I hate things in walls. I know. It's very... Ooh. So I have not read the book yet or listened to it. Brad has listened to it. He's about 15 minutes from finishing it. And he has said nothing but great things about Mm -hmm. it. I loved it. So... Just so you know, going forward from this point on, some of the books that we are going to mention, we actually really like, but we still got confused by the title. Yeah, yeah. So I I adore this book. It's the perfect read for an October listen or read. It was on our TBL. Mm -hmm. So perfect audiobook for this October. And it was a very well put together story. But the title doesn't make much sense. Or does it? Not that it doesn't make much sense, but just that it doesn't go with the book. Exactly. And also, when I think of every, like locking every door, I think of serial killers. I think of people that are inside the house. Mm -hmm. I I think of just, you know, slasher and gasher and tear her throats out and things like that. Like Riley's other book, Final Girls. Final Girls. And so I think that this title really threw me off because I'm I'm like, what doors is she locking? Yeah. I mean, there is a moment where... Shouldn't there be only one door? There's the main door in the apartment? Exactly. And I, and, and I think that's what I was confused about because it said lock every door, but they only focus on one apartment building or one or one apartment in the building. So I wonder if Riley maybe suggested like apartment 203, mm-hmm. but, pe- but the publishers were just like, no, a lot of people have made like apartment blankety blank books. Yeah. So like, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And they never in the book, the character never says, oh, I have to lock the door to keep them out it's very much a callback to like 80s like when a stranger calls yeah or like there's someone in the house Mm -hmm. like one of those things it's a very very interesting callback which is what i felt with final girls as well yeah what's our next book our next one is the girls in the garden by lisa jewel 
So this is a book that we had, I think, just kind of standard, like, normal reactions to. Like, we didn't like it. We didn't dislike it. I think we shelved it. Yeah, we shelved it. I think on Goodreads, I gave it a three out of five. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of there wasn't there was a lot of garden but like it had nothing to really do with the main point of the book Mm -hmm. which some people would be like but that was the whole climax was like the garden part i don't know i probably wouldn't have like picked it up Mm -hmm. if it wasn't yes if the title was the title really drew me in yeah. I was like, oh, what's going to be? They're going to be buried in the garden. Yeah. And it just wasn't that. Yeah. I guess that's like what my point is, is that like the title really alluded to something being fa- fantastic. Like we've had the perfect mother, yes. which is a very creepy read, mm-hmm. very big twist at the end where it's just like, oh my God, I can't believe like that's what happened. Um, A, a book that we really enjoyed and we thought that it would be similar because the covers were similar. Mm-hmm. Um, But the title just kind of threw us. Like, we yes. were excited for it. And then as we listened to it, we were like, this is kind of confusing. Exactly. But, again, we had very standard, normal reactions yeah. to it. Like, I would have recommended to be like, oh, have you ever tried that book? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, oh, okay, if you're just kind of sort of diving into thrillers, because this one's not really a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's just a documentation of something that's happening in people's lives. Yeah. Our third book is The Chalk Man by C.J. Tudor. Oh, what did you say about this one? What did you say about this one, Brad? It's the reason why our title of our video is the title of the video. Yes. The Chalk Man himself was the reddest of the reddest herrings we have ever did meet. Mm, Never seen a herring as red as this one. Mm -hmm. I just, first of all, I didn't like the book. Mm. I thought it was a complete ripoff of Stephen King's novels specifically it and i just did not jive with the 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 novel the content mm-hmm. the story i didn't like any of it mm-hmm. yeah so that book was very much in the same vein as it it was a group of kids who they experience something when they're younger and then when they're older they all come back together because things start happening in the town again and so you kind of try to figure out what happened and there's this like urban legend of the chalk man but it has nothing to do with the urban legend Nothing at all. Nothing. Like whatever's happening in the town has nothing to do with him. Absolutely nothing. And it was just, it was such a red herring. It was the definition of a red herring. Mm-hmm. And I hate when a title is the red herring because you get us sucked in with your title. You make us purchase yes. your book with a title and then you do that. Yes. Yes. The Chalk Man reminded me of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about this, the you know, the the ghost, the, what's that, the scream killer ghost? Ghost face. Ghost face, yeah. And then you hear about Freddy Krueger, you hear about Jason, you, then the chalk man, you know, the candy man, the chalk man. All the greats. All the greats. And then all of a sudden, this book isn't anything about chalk or mans. No. I actually had it written down as the caulk man because <laughs> I had forgotten about it. It is just a book that you do not remember. Yeah. And that's why our brief description of it, same with mm-hmm. Girls in the Garden. Yeah. I don't remember what that book is. Don't was remember. About. Because the title doesn't help me remember it. No. The title is just 
Nothing. Mm-hmm. All I remember about the Chalk Man is that it was an urban legend that yes. had no bearing on the actual story. Mm-hmm. So our fourth book. Our fourth book. Can you tell them what the fourth book is, please? We might get some pushback with this one. I'm not sure what the public feels, so get ready to whip your pony. Truly Madly Guilty by Leanne Moriarty. First, first things first, Leanne is one of our favorite mm-hmm. authors. One of our first books yes. was Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies that excited us to talk about thrillers mm-hmm. and domestic suspense and, and mysteries and uh, family drama. Yeah. We loved that book mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so much. Mm-hmm. We went to the Big Little Lies premiere in yes. D.C. before yeah. the show started on HBO. We did a review of that about it on our podcast. We just loved Big Little Lies. Yes, we really did. We really liked it. And so we dove into Truly Madly Guilty with high expectations, which maybe that was the issue. Maybe. Because Leanne's books are very typically titled vaguely. Mm-hmm. Big Little Lies. Oh, what could that mean? There's big lies. There's little lies. What could all of that mean? And it all comes together when you get the women together in that book, when you figure out that every single family has a secret, mm-hmm. whether it's a small one or a very large one. They have their own things that they are telling yeah. each other, which could be construed as lies. The husband's secret is yep. literally about a husband's secret. Yep. The, what Alice forgot. Literally, Alice forgot everything. <laughs> Alice forgets everything. Like, it's literally the title of the book. Literally. So, uh, isn't there another one, The Hypnotist? The the Hypnotist Love Story. Or the husband's hypnotist? I don't remember that one. I didn't read that one yet. There was a hypnotist at some point, which I'm pretty sure maybe there's a hypnotist in it. I don't know. If there's not, it could end up on this list next. Yes. The last anniversary. Yeah. It's about someone's last anniversary. Wow. So who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk? So when Truly Madly Guilty came into our hands and our ears and we started listening to it, we were just shocked at how little the title had to do with the parameters of the story. I thought that Truly Madly Guilty was about me feeling guilty that I read it. To this day, I only remember bits and pieces of it. And I remember being so frustrated at the fact that we would get a little bit of the story and then we would have a flashback that had no bearing whatsoever. Musical flashbacks. Musical flashbacks. All I remember is a cookout. That's literally all I remember from that book. Because that's where we were 90% of the time. A cookout and a cello or something. A cook, yeah. A musical instrument. An orchestra. An orchestra. Someone was something, a musical person. I don't know. But it was just such a frustrating title to have after Big Little Lies and all of the other ones that we just listed because it really, truly had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Truly, madly, didn't have nothing to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a little wordy. So I'm (laughs) sure they couldn't fit that on a title. Exactly. But then even Uh. the twist in that book was just kind of like weak. Blase, blase. As you would say. As I would say. It just doesn't. It didn't match up, and it frustrated us when we got to the end of it. We were like, what? Why did we listen to this book? It was just trying so hard to have mystery when there was no mystery. Just tell us the story flat out in a novella. Yes. God, Gillian Flynn does it great. Yes. So, yeah. So, that one is not one that we would recommend. So, mm-hmm. that one's one that we didn't really like. Yes. But so the first two were good. Yeah, the first two were good. There's like a 50-50. Yeah. But... This is like an honorable mention at this point because... This, yes. And our honorable mention is a book that we both truly despise. And if you read it, you probably despise it as well. It was rated the worst rating of Goodreads history. 
according to Bradley and Brittany. <laughs> according to us. The Vanishing Game. Who wrote that? Jeepers, Creepers, Jaguar. William Boyd. William Boyd. <laughs> Jaguar. Ja- Jaguar wrote it. Okay, get this. This is a story sponsored by, I think, Jaguar. 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 It was created specifically for a car company to have a story on Audible. I'm pretty sure it wasn't that this wasn't that the story because we listened to this about three years ago. It oh, it was so bad. It was so bad it wasn't even good. It was the story was all over the place. It didn't make any sense. The vanishing game. What vanishing game? There was no vanishing. There was no game. Mm-hmm. It was just stupid. The only game that I was playing during that book was trying to get it finished. Yeah. How fast can I finish this? We, we had to take it up to like two speed at one point because it was just get to the point. Mm. And it was only like an hour and a half book. <laughs> it really was. It was not a long book whatsoever. Uh, the cover was fascinating. The title was fascinating. It drew us in so much from that title. But then from that title, it read herringed us and slapped us in the face with a big old fat nothing. Don't try to slap me in the face with your brownie. The uh, Vanishing Game sucked. We really did not like that book. And the title had nothing to do with the story. Nothing. And that's why it's on our list. Nothing. And it's an honorable mention. Dishonorable mention, actually. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I mm. hate that book so much. So oh. do you have any other books that you feel like the title was a complete red herring and that you had no idea why it was titled that because that had nothing to do with the book? Tell us. Let us know. Yes, let us know. And we left off some that were like, you know, one word where it could be something attached to it. Yeah. Um What's one that? What's a good one that we left off? Like any of Karen Lynch's like refuge? Oh yes, refuge or, or haven or anything like that. We left those off because they're not really geared to have a title that tells you about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of thrillers that usually have this kind of issue. Yeah. Um. So the young adult fantasy ones. We just left off because their titles usually are perfectly encompassing of drawing people in mm-hmm. because the story is what really gets you in. Yeah. You're, you're not there for the title because you already know the book is coming out. Exactly. Like yeah. like the whole divergent, allegiant, mm-hmm. insurgent. Yeah. I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. The only one that made sense was divergent. Yes. And I was just like, what? But yeah. we, those are not encompassed in this episode. We're talking yes. about mostly thrillers or romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Those that have very, what do they call it? Um, fingers? Fingers, phalanges, dancing phalanges. Salad fingers? Banana hands. No, they're like very catchy. Oh, yes. I don't yes. know why it took me that long to come up with the word catchy. But they have very catchy titles that really try to grab you. Uh-huh. And those are the ones that we're talking about that don't work. Some of them don't work. Yeah, some of them don't work. So if you've ever experienced one that doesn't work, please let us know in the comments down below or on any of our various social medias. You can find us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me, Instagram at Audio Shelf Me, and Facebook at Audio Shelf. And also, if you want to become a patron member of ours, you can find the link in the description below. Speaking of below. What? Hit that red button oh. down below to subscribe to our channel to get more of our wacky wet. <laughs> You are getting too into your pony right now. Like you are too much. You need to calm it down, Britney Spears, because I am not here for it. I don't know how Willow Smith did this. I don't know. 
How do you have a headache? I, I have one. Oh, okay. Because you're giving me a headache. So subscribe to our channel so we can see more of this. <laughs> I don't know why you would. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest books and topics for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.